0: All right, welcome to Four Corners, episode four. Uh, my name is Ray. We've got a very Jokic and Serbia centric show for you guys. Uh, I've got a few guests with me. I've got Peter, bucket since 88 What's going on, buddy? What's up, Ray? How you doing? How you doing? I've also got Voya from uh, Nuggets Serbia. Check him out on YouTube. They've uh, just had a conversation about Eurobasket, and, and they've got some you know great interviews. Even if you're not uh, a Serbian speaker, they've got some great inter- English interviews with Mike Singer, Ryan Blackburn, Steve Hess. So definitely check them out. Voya, how you doing? Hey, how you doing, guys? Thanks for having me. And this, hey, Peter, my arch nemesis from the DMVR Discord. <laughs> <laughs> Friendly adventure only. <laughs> exactly uh, Friendly, personal. friendly, contentious. <laughs> Same side of the coin. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, we, I have, we've we've hashed everything out. <laughs> yes. Uh, good, good, good. Uh, and I've got Jarrett with me. How are you doing, buddy?
1: Doing good. How are, how are you doing today, Voya? It's good to hear from you. It's cool. Great, to see you. Great, great. <laughs> yeah, man. You too, guys. Uh, yeah, it's like good to put
2: the put the names on the faces. It's my first like guest appearance i guess on other places um well Serbia's you're our first guest well, so yeah. you
3: should feel special
2: oh thank you of course yeah, yeah. Uh, well yeah survey's doing well in the women's uh euro basket they're in finals right now with France, so i'm hoping they win it win it out so i can watch the game in peace after after we record because i can't i don't have a streaming set so to like get my mom record
0: and then send me the file gotcha well shout out to mom she's the real mvp yep always <laughs> of course definitely. Uh, And I saw you just guys, you guys had 1K subs recently. Congratulations. Yes, Yes, thank you. (laughs) That was unreal. Um, So.
3: We're on your heels.
2: (laughs) We're right there. (laughs) We're right there. (laughs) And and CEO, as Eric says, and CEO. All in the Mm -hmm. same
0: boat. Yeah, yeah. So, Nicole Jokic, let's just start. Let's not uh, bury the lead. He's the MVP. Um, What does it mean to you on a personal level? And to the extent that you can uh, gauge this, what does it mean to Serbians both nationally and internationally, uh, especially in the context of him pulling out of the upcoming uh, Olympic games? Well, I mean, it was, a, it was a really crazy, like a week or so,
2: because he got voted MVP, then like all NBA, and like, the next day he... Pulled out of the Olympics. Uh, thing with that is, I mean, the MVP. I think, in my personal opinion, I, it's going to take a little bit distance for people to realize how big of a deal that is. Uh, it's the first one ever in Serbia, first one ever in that region of Europe. Like, it's not that common that people from from anywhere in Europe win it, but like mm-hmm. for, for our region especially. Um, so, I think that is one of the biggest things that in sports that we've done, you know that Serbia has done besides like Djokovic. Um, You know, including. I mean, uh, this is like something that's very tricky to talk about specifically because the national teams. I think it's on par with gold medals, uh, Mm -hmm. just because the you know the and overall like you want to talk about the impact for the youth. That's like your your end game with a lot of these things is like a lot of you know Bogdan Bogdanovich talked about that as being on par with the gold medal in the Olympics based on the impact they'll they'll have on on youth, and their desire to play basketball which is ultimately the goal of you know sports to like educate and get kids to join in and it you know right now with the adults it's kind of hard because you have that you have that connection with the national team like and you include it like you go and you watch the national team and you immediately want to go play basketball afterwards like it's that yeah. it's that proud feeling the the thing with there is like you gotta you gotta separate the human from the whole thing is like the is you know, the season that he had is a historic season in more ways than one. It's not just MVP, but also the minutes that he played, the, the, what kind of wear and tear on his body. Cause he's a center and, you know, people who played no like low posts. It's, it's hard to be big. Yeah. It's hard to be like Ron, you know, Pete, the pick and rolls that the covers they were using. It's so much harder to, to bang down low than
0: like shoot threes. Um, and, and then so, also have to move in space and you know, do exactly. all these things like, that people are more yeah. and more expected to do. I, I get that. Yep. And so the whole level of that is
2: like the wear and tear. Like, I understand it's it's disappointing. I woke up and I was like, I was very bummed to see it. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, like if, he, if he goes and he's not 100%, then what? Then you cut it out for not being 100% and not playing on the MVP level. And it's very, it, I don't think it's a lose lose situation, honestly, if it, when mm-hmm. he's in that, if he's not 100%
0: and wasn't the i remember uh in his last stint in international ball wasn't it the reaction was kind of not yeah, the best kind, in yeah, terms of how kind of, he was not yeah. centered in it
2: yeah it was like, kind of he, complicated too cuz the, the the coach was you know a legend in the game and really good and a really good motivator It was kind of on a similar similar vein as Malone just i think he've less less stubborn in some ways Mm-hmm. Uh, oh sorry more stubborn than malone in some way oh. um, no more and more uh, because it was they won a bunch of stuff like he kind of rebuilt this team from 2014 like this generation he brought him back to like the prominence they won a bunch of silver medals on like big stages and the only thing is the america was the, the only like obstacle they couldn't surmount um and the 2019 was supposed to be that year. Like, oh, we finally have a team that that can compete. And we should have won. I mean, talent-wise, including America, was probably the best team on that tournament. But then he had some X's and O's that he, just, he decided he wanted to win his own way from what they looked like. And so Jokic was – he's going to be cute and play Jokic off the bench and have some – You played a more. lot of, like, short yeah. corner kind of yeah, – Yeah, it was more traditional. Like, he's going to be a stretch four. The ball is going to be in – in guards and point guard hands, which he was, you know, he was one of those point guard guards. Uh, so that that kind of stuff was uh, was frustrating, especially when, he, when we kind of finally, like, lost to Argentina and we had, the, mm-hmm. I think, two games to play for, like, the fifth. And yeah. he was like, okay, here you go. Now I'm going to show you how it's going to look like if we play what you guys want to, you know, what you guys want to see with Jokic being there. And then we destroyed, like, two games in a row. We destroyed America and, like, another, forgot who was the other one. They played against and that mm-hmm. was supposed to be like the full picture of the you know and, and so that kind of all just muddied up the
0: the public perception of Jokic then did you uh did you feel like it was to some extent Nicola having to like pay his dues on the international stage or is, yeah, is, that, it, is yeah, that fair it, it kind of looked
2: like it too because I mean he was he was a kid at like 2016 when they were playing it was that was after his rookie year he was a yeah. part of the team but like a not a integral part it was still Teodosic it was still like a team it's always a team effort in europe internationally like they're never gonna just be like hey here's the keys to the kingdom it's always gonna have to work for it and earn it the thing is there is it was that was kind of the case because they still had some older players Teodosic wasn't on that team which is a big one of those big things that like kind of gets forgotten um, not too much, but like it's still when you talk about that Jokic you know, performances. Tito is the coach on the field, and with mm-hmm. him, I think it would have been a little bit of a different story. Uh, without him, it was kind of not leaderless, but like more individual talent put together than full on chemistry. Because again, it's just a short off, short off season; they all barely could practice because of the NBA season together. Mm-hmm. Um, and more and more, you know, more NBA players means less time for the national team because NBA rules and when they can rest and when they're allowed to play
0: with their, you know, practice and stuff. So I have a take about this, but um, we'll, we'll get that, to that in a bit. Uh, do you feel like, I mean, in addition to influencing people, you know, to play basketball, do you feel like he's had like a stylistic impact uh, on Serbian basketball or is that how he plays more manifestation of Serbia's identity already? uh it's i think it's both i think he'll have more of an impact here for
2: stylistically than, than serbia because what he does is obviously on like a much much higher level than anyone else you know anyone ever it's just mm-hmm. that that stuff you learn as as a part of like if you're obviously in a good place uh, as a part of that yugoslavian school of basketball like you learn to play everything from the start because you they're not they don't want to put you in a box if you're taller, like in sixth grade, they're not gonna play your center because you might stop. Like we had a situation. Like I was obviously I grew to mm-hmm. to be like a small ball center eventually, but I was shorter. But then we have we had a how tall friend, are you now? Six five. Okay. Uh, but I was like when when I'm saying like in, you know in, in grade school like we had a friend that was six five at, in seventh eighth grade, but then he stopped at six five. Like that's his height now, uh, and he wasn't pushed. Like with him at that age. We probably would have won a lot of stuff if you push him in center and just push him inside because he's just you know
0: physically taller and bigger at, at that time. Yeah, yeah But he but could have co- expanded his game so. Yeah, and, one, maybe and now. that was the thing
2: is like our coach was like, not he didn't want to do that. He was like, I don't care about winning at like kind of sixth grade tournament, like league. Hmm. We're gonna develop you guys to know everything. We're gonna make you shoot. We're gonna make you dribble. Obviously, people are gonna know different things at different levels. Like you know, Jokic is the highest level of all of those things is but it's the that like attitude of like we're gonna make you learn everything so you can eventually fit into the role that you need to play when you're finally matured yeah so you know that's kind of that's why i think like it's stylistically maybe like more people more kids they're not physically talented are now going to be like maybe they'll still play because i think ultimately like which is on a philosophy i talked to one of my friends today about but basically basketball is just, you know, it's, it's the speed of the decisions and the quality of the decisions you make in mm-hmm. which he shows like he's not still physically not better than, you know, 50% of the league at least. Like he has conditioning and stuff, but just as pure like verticals and all that stuff like speed, quickness, he's still in the bottom half of the league, but the decisions that he makes, it just makes up for everything. His skill.
3: Yeah, propels him. Yeah. Oh, so, he played some point guard uh yeah. growing up right and at higher well, levels
2: the, i think that's that was basically like point guard as in he was the guy that, you know the guy that denver has right now that level yeah. of point guard he was still tall it's just the people were like bringing the ball up like if you you know my, my you know the videos from my games like with my friends basically we don't have we have like height wise positions but you're you didn't have like a point guard that, it, that is going to sag off on the three point line and wait for the ball when the center rebounds. It's going to be, it's mm. a rebound, ever, just push it. Like whoever, whoever it's gets kind of it, positionless. It. Yeah, positionless. And so mm. that's pretty much with him. And, and, but with his influence back home, maybe there'll be more because obviously, like more and more, where people going for athleticism more than like smarts, just how, you know, how the basketball is going. But now with him, maybe there'll be kids are at least more encouraged to to pursue it, to so not yeah. get discouraged and be like, "Oh, I can't do this because I can't dunk." Now it's going to be like, "Well, I might not have to dunk if I can do a lot of these other things better." So, if, if I can hit the Sombor shuffle,
0: yeah, can they and that, if, man, that thing is—I don't know if you guys try that ever. Like, in- I do, I do, <laughs> <laughs> Peter. I don't know if you've you've uh, picked up the Sombor shuffle and pickup, but it's not I haven't, I haven't touched no. the basketball in way too long. Ah, oh, you got to get you got to get back out of there, buddy. I tried
2: That's almost trip, fun. man. Like first of all, I don't even know if I did it right. Like I, I hit maybe couple, but I'm not sure. Like that was the actual shuffle. I think I just did like a two step fade away, and then like you, tr- you look at him and like what? Even the ESPN thing I pulled up the ESPN, you know, thing that they did with like nine minutes of breaking down his soundboard shuffle, and you're like, wow, what the hell is he doing? Even slow motion doesn't look like it should make any sense. Yeah, that was a cool video.
0: It, yeah. it's kind of like an <laughs> inverted step back where yeah. you're going to your right, but you're not going that far. It's more just a kid. It's like a mix of know. the two. He like
3: blended the step back with the fadeaway. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. yeah. It's um, Jared, Looks any, so, awkward, any, uh, but so beautiful when it goes in. Any sombor shuffles
1: on your part? I would oh. fall really fast if I tried to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest. I, I would hit the deck really quick.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I'm interested in it just because like to kind of to your point, Voya, like I think kids growing up, they're going to see, you know, they're going to look at like history books. And yes, they'll see the triple doubles and the MVP, but you're going to look at highlights and you're not going to look at tons and tons of dunks, but you will see the game winners and and the things like that. And so I wonder like to what extent in uh, 2040, you know, is that like um, the modern day dirt fadeaway? kind of um, transition
1: well in more to the general play style would you also just say would you guys also just say this is gonna be like an extension of the the Warriors ball movement type era where that's all just an extension of they move the ball a lot and it's so it's an oversimplification of course and then Mm -hmm. Jokic is a passing center and you can play positionless and they're obviously very different but Moving forward, could you see that being more of a, maybe, like I said, they're not the same thing, but just more of a, more freedom in in how you want to play growing up?
0: I hope so. Uh, and, and I do think, you know, in Jokic's heart, I think that that's how he wants to play. That's the kind of offense he'd like to run. Uh, I think it's, it's tough because they had such a nice balance of, really smart players who were very thoughtful about knowing when to cut and when to move. And obviously you have two of the greatest shooters of all time. And uh, I don't, I wouldn't say that the current Nuggets roster is exactly built in that style. Or 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 even Michael Malone is not Steve Kerr at the same time. Like where I I feel like he, um, as much as I love Michael Malone as a defensive coach, as a emotional and mental leadership kind of guy and the relationships that he's been able to build, um, I don't know if that is his like point of emphasis, if that makes sense. I don't know. Boy, do you do you have a like a?
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, like it, it's interesting. That is like a two version of that positionless four years thing. Is that you know Draymond was that passer, his triple doubles and stuff in the death mm-hmm. lineups. The thing with you know the the, the big difference there is the which is actually like a full blown center. He can actually He's, score. Yeah, and obviously score. But, I mean, even if Draymond could score, like he's not going to go and bang down low and hook mm-hmm. Right, you
1: don't want to do that when you have Curry and Clay sitting outside.
2: Yeah, and I mean, even with, like, even if Jokic was on that team, if you switch those out, like, that traditional center is now, right now we're seeing that shift in the NBA where now you have to have two big guys to, to actually match up with Embiid with, uh, and with Jokic, especially with Jokic. You know, Portland, if, if they had a second guy that can, you know, do a – Good enough job, like Nurkic did, like half a job. Nurkic did. They they might have won that series in that way. Um, it's it, but it's also like then you add you know the you know the, the Al Horford type of like he had three or four assists, like Margaret. Sol You just increase that you know get that on steroids, you'll have mm-hmm. that Jokic ball. But the thing now with with him is, um, I think the influence maybe for the for the future of the NBA, is, you know, because here I think trends pick up more again, like with Serbia that's something that you know read and react like that kind of cerebral basketball is already like ingrained it's inherent uh, it's inherent and again it's one of those things like when you don't have inherent athleticism then you can then you have to develop other things and and it just like Europe was you know that way for for a long time mm-hmm. and, that, and it's and it's not I mean obviously that's not Yugoslavian that it was born there that's the Princeton offense that was just adopted with like yeah. coaches going to, the, to America and studying and then going back to Serbia and like it just developed and, you know, the Yugoslavian teams won like with Raj and Petrovic and Divac. And like, those were like the, you know, you have like from the 60s, 70s, you have teams that were winning titles, but like they were running out the clock by playing volleyball, like a keep away volleyball, that you know, that kind of stuff that would happen is, um, that's why I think like in Serbia, that that's a little bit more nuanced in the change with America. I think it might be interesting how actually coaches, um, approach the center position from, like, a development perspective now. Mm-hmm. First of all, like, you have, you know, they might adopt plays from Denver's playbook. They're like, well, maybe we if we don't have to, like, run our entire offense. But to change it up, maybe we, we give a couple of plays to eat.
0: To to run you know, next year like a couple plays maybe you put the see. inverted pick and roll like DeAndre yeah, Aiden, yeah you know Devin Booker screens for DeAndre Aiden I don't know if that'll work or
2: not yeah but well inverted pick and roll like do the you know do a, probably not with Aiden but like with some other centers like with for example like you know the high key uh, high post like ball like dribble handoffs in that way with like Booker you know doing the Gary Harris plays or you know the short roll stuff uh, with Jokic you know if, if maybe, maybe Aiden, and Aiden and Simmons. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it'd be too big for, for that kind of stuff. But again, like with him, it doesn't have to be like, you know, dribbling stuff, the OKs, just enough to be
0: like mm-hmm. what Horford did in the Celtics, but a little yeah. bit of a, with more maybe not three. Yeah, and sometimes it's not just like, oh, he has three or four assists, but he also has a bunch of like hockey assists and really yeah, improves yeah, yeah. the ball movement. Exactly. Uh, you like, know, you know, more general,
2: give whatever. a break. You give a different style of, like you know, with Damian Lillard, for example, then you wouldn't have him have the ball the entire time with a player mm-hmm. like Jokic. Like, that's, again, with Portland, if, uh, you know, Chauncey Billups can do that with Nurkic, Nurkic's not a bad passer. They, they might try that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. that's all just stemming from from how Jokic plays. Like, we talked to from the from the team, and he was basically saying that he and Curry are the ones that changed the game in the last 20 years the most. Because mm-hmm. of because that's how we saw Sabonis that the bio is playing a similar way like already, yeah. but now I think like and then and then you have the new generation of players that might you might want to emphasize centers like footwork exercises like quickness and feet, uh, you know obviously dribbling all that stuff developing the full package not just oh you're gonna you're gonna screen and, and jump like we and saw dump. with Rudy Gobert like how much that was a deficit that he did, he can't do it by himself like a difference in Aiden that they can't like they're up three one instead of being down, you know, three one. Just because yeah. he can do a little bit by himself and then just building on top of that because of seeing Jokic and be like, hey, we can do this. This might put an interesting wrinkle in our offense mm-hmm. for, you know, to change it up. Like, oh, they you know the other team read us in a regular guard, you know, guard heavy play. Oh, let's switch it up and give the ball to our center to create. Maybe we throw throw them out, you know, at least like change the momentum in the game for a second. That have, you know basically resets the game, gets it back on track for the team that uh, runs that play. You know that kind of stuff. I see see it, you know him changing the the game in that way. Hmm.
3: Well, I think I think it'll change to an extent, Ray. I mean, I think he uh, he'll definitely influence it, and you'll see coaches put you know put the ball in the center's hands maybe a little more, do elements of that. But I think we also have to remember, like Jokic is a really unique uniquely skilled guy. Yeah, he definitely right? is. I don't think the the casual fan really looks at him as like this basketball genius, but he is, you know. Yeah. He's and he's blessed to watch it. You know, he he's he's really tall, obviously he's a center, but he's also got excellent hands, right? So yeah. he mm-hmm. He makes a lot of passes that, at first glance, don't look that spectacular. But on the replay, we see like, oh man, there was barely any space there, or like, how did he see that guy? So that
0: pass to MPJ in the corner
3: uh, against yeah. Portland, like, or that like just, when he does the, I love, I love over. when he does the tip passes, like on the yeah. loose balls, okay. and he's just yeah. like, you're like, oh, he's just trying to save it. No, he actually could have grabbed that, but he's like, I'll just take it a little easier. I had, yeah. you know, or he, my my favorite is when he does the uh, like throw it off the backboard to himself because you're like, how is this unathletic dude doing this? <laughs> like yeah. hey, it's in the rules right
0: <laughs> i think it's been tougher for him to land them lately because people are paying attention but i have my favorites are the like the little flicks over the shoulder those are my mm, favorites yeah like, um, the, yeah that's people figured the, it out eventually. the touch passes that really remind me of like those really nice when you, you know in uh like football like soccer you know you see those like really long balls that just make it you know that yep. aren't um you know, that, that aren't, you know, over the line or anything that just in time to like meet up for this beautiful play. And and they, that's that's something that I've always really appreciated about him. Not yeah. So I think, I think that he,
3: I think he's definitely going to influence the game and we'll see more like, you know, fancy passes from centers every now and then. But I don't expect it to be like a full on new archetype because I mean, mm-hmm. when Shaq was in his prime, people weren't saying like, oh, we got to, <laughs> we got to <laughs> make our centers be like Shaq. Like that's yeah. just not
0: realistic. So, or even even with other like um, Jason Williams, like a very unique player who you know, yeah, no one's coaching kids to do elbow passes in in, <laughs> in grade school. So, yeah, but the thing I, is, like with
2: with th- just the, the the point I was making was, I agree. Like he's so unique. The the thing is that now you can see that is what can you know bear fruit from that style of play, and that it that and then maybe some some people can play. Like if Gasol was given the freedom in his time to, like, just try a little bit more. He wouldn't mm-hmm. maybe be just – I mean, he's obviously a great passer and everything, but, you know, yeah. it's Al If they were given a Walmart few plays that way, play, you know, maybe that would be like, yeah, they would do similar things. And just as, again, just a change of pace, not run through the entire offense, that's not something that – I don't think we'll see from a center, like, maybe even ever, just to run it this way. Like, this is insane because of – what we, you know what you guys said like the decision making the the skill in his hands and everything but i think the possibility and the, the potential of that being replicated i think will be enough to like at least give some experimenting to for at least like the next 10 years i mean you i know, think but, it's why like
0: why is ball Bowl in the league right now yeah, yeah uh, it could be
3: yeah.
2: well i think that. also
3: it's it's, it's not just the passing, though. It's the combination of skills, right? Because yeah, I think we would mm-hmm. all agree Adebayo and even a guy like Mason Plumlee are pretty good passers for big men. Obviously, they're not on Jokic's level, but they're not as impactful because they're not shooting three-pointers and draining them at a yeah, 40% clip. Say. So you can play off those guys, and they they just don't have the angles that Jokic does. He hits a couple of threes in the first quarter. Now you're coming out to him, and now their Nuggets are like playing five on four because he's already passed his guy. Yeah, but imagine like a 14-year-old that's really tall and you take time to
2: actually teach him to do a lot of that stuff. Exactly. The bio has a oh, yeah. touch. He could have a touch for a three-point, but he just was never taught to do that Probably because young. he was right. so athletic and big and he can do other things. Right. Like same thing with like we always talk about MPJ, he didn't need to do any of the other stuff when he can do this one thing so well. And that's, the, and that's why it's a different because America is so huge. That's why I think that that's where the difference comes in from the European style. Like smaller countries, you have more –
0: centralized like school of thought in that way and you have the like academies versus like yeah. a lot of players come up in the states in like the au setting or maybe yeah. even in like the high school setting where like you're still working on are, like, your team concepts
2: right like your yeah. coach could be a gym teacher and if and if you know it's not an insult to like the gym teachers that just like they're not basketball coaches
0: to actually develop like Right, and there's an expectation that, like, you should be working on your game, you know, in your own time. You know, we're not going to spend – we're not going to take our time to, like, make you a better player overall. We're just trying to win games. Yep. Uh, more or less. Um, hmm. So, I have a bit of a – so, I felt – and I'll, I'll just – it, and you guys can react however you feel is appropriate. I kind of wanted Jokic to play in the Olympics, oh. and I, I was really willing to let him, like, sit out, like, a month or two of the regular season, if I'm being honest. Like, because to me, and, and maybe you guys disagree with this, the regular season, especially in August, in November – it doesn't really matter that much. I mean, and yeah, your record matters and every win is a win, but, you know, in the long run, I don't, you know, the playoff seeding, the way it's treated, even by other stars who are playing, you know, guys aren't necessarily going 110%. uh, Coaches aren't playing their player, their main guy's heavy minutes. You know, I wouldn't have minded because I think it would be important for him and maybe... Um, and similar to the MVP, in a broader context, and you look back at it in history, I, I would much rather see Nicola win a gold medal and miss half a season than you know look back and say, "Oh, you remember the season after the MVP where he was really great in August and November?" That's eh, fine, but yeah, the the thing, the thing there. I mean, the, the decision. It's
2: tricky because of the, the, the brevity of time, in, you know, in, in between. Yeah, um, and it's a combination. Like he was tired. Like his dad, you know, his dad was speaking uh, recently to the you know media back home and basically give a few reasons. You know, one of them was basically, you know, he's like, Dad, I can't. You know, everything hurts. I just can't. I'm sure was
0: was one of those. The more important that he and I, Natalia are having the child. Yeah.
2: So the more important one I think is that is that, and and it's not because he didn't put it in his. In his initial statement, mm-hmm. uh, people don't talk about it as much. Is that, and his dad mentioned, like, they're apparently like she has some, it's a, a, probably like a difficult labor process, like, mm-hmm. she has health stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're going to come back to US to, to like have the baby here. Mm-hmm. And so that adds a whole other, like, wrinkle. You have, you know, you're going to go rest, but not. Layer if you, of, yeah. If, yeah. You, if you didn't rest, then it was just. She's just chilling in Serbia, and he's going to go to play the qualifiers in Belgrade. He would still have to practice. He would have to go to Greece to play the the tournament, which, again, they didn't have to. Like, there's some players that just skip that, and they're going to come for the qualifiers. But, okay, he comes to the qualifiers or takes a rest even there. But then they qualify, which he was the MVP of in 2016, by the way. Like, that also kind of just slides past people, like, that qualifying tournament, Right. did not know that yeah yeah it was and you know he went to the olympics like but yeah he, so he wouldn't play the qualifiers would play for the olympics but like his kids you know his wife's gonna give birth a, or a week or so around olympics and maybe even during the olympics and, and then in america you go to tokyo and if there's any issues that are happening with the you know health issues then you know, it's
0: just like it's that's oh, a, I'm only a multi-hour yeah. flight away. Like
2: yeah, he he would like you know, that's... knowing his, knowing his relationship to Natalia and how he was saying how they were talking about it in the documentary in Serbia and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she seems to mean everything to him, and you can't blame a guy for like choosing family over everything else, especially with – she was for like from the start. Like that's his. You know, high school, elementary. You know, I don't even know since when, like, sweetheart, childhood like, friend. Yeah, yeah and, and and you know how she, you know how she, you know get you know got him. You know, they were in Denver together and everything. You know, I totally respect that. Like that part is like, I think that's the that was the clincher.
0: Like, on it's top really of it. hard to argue with that.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think with injury, you know, with with rest, he might have even if that wasn't the case, he might have even decided. Like last time was the case, like he just didn't mm-hmm. see. It. He was resting and then he's like, Okay, I'm gonna play. Like, I feel it. This way, he was just like, On top of everything, I'm tired as hell. You know, I'm getting, I'm having a kid. I'm just gonna say it now f- so people don't for a month talk about me and being like, When is he gonna decide? When is he gonna decide? Like, this way, I'm just gonna say it, you know, take the band aid off and just, you know, cut it out right now and, and you know, live, live his life. But yeah, it would be fun if, even, even if, even if he misses a month or two in Denver. Yeah. I mean, I think we'll forgive him eventually. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I still don't get the hate a lot of, I mean, I, I it's one. you get it, but
0: you don't get it. I get it.
2: Yeah. I get it. I get, I don't get the vitriol. I get the sadness and disappointment, mm-hmm. which I also feel, but not in a way that like I'm not understanding.
0: Like, that's one yeah. of those
2: differences that we got to separate like the, the person from the fame and from the, you know, athlete that we watch on TV. Like, it's a different, you know, different balance.
0: Yeah, I've got one more uh, Serbia-related topic. So a lot, you know, people, uh, especially coming into the league, people would talk a lot about, for example, uh, Nikola Jokic and Yusuf Nurkic's relationship, especially being uh, former, you know, Yugoslavian countries. But at the same time, I've never noticed, uh, at least between them, you know, for example, that it's ever been... Uh, And any kind of like personal contention beyond uh, like healthy, competitive, you know, we're just talking about basketball kind of thing. Um, Do you feel like that kind of attitude is is more pervasive than it's been in the past, especially like as we distance ourselves um, from the the 20th century and the complications in that period? Uh,
2: Well, I don't think that the the, the kind of funny thing with that is the individual's this, especially now uh, in athletics, you mm-hmm. had Djokovic for like the longest time having the great relationship with Croatian players, and, and like you know you mentioned Nerkic, Djokic, like Zubac. like you saw like from the bubble they're all hanging out together. Yeah. It, you know, they're, they they're like like yeah, it was just ex-Yugoslavia. You know they all seem like friends. Boys, yeah, it's like Balkan boys and stuff. Obviously, ba- Balkans are like north you know south of the river and so like a lot of those people are from like jokic is not from the balkans technically mm-hmm. uh by geography so like you know they're all they call it balkan boys and stuff but it basically it was the xcu team on that table and it's it's, it's tricky because it's it's that weird you know, politicians played war and and like the people kind of suffered and it i didn't grow up like hating anyone yeah. And especially when you go abroad, like you kind of just feel someone speaking your language, and you're like, "Oh, it's it's just our people." You don't we'll let you don't know, save from what countries or what language you're speaking. You're just ours. Yeah. And I mean, like,
0: not not ours in Serbians, ours in like you know, we're just together. People. You know, together. Yeah. Just yeah. Just in a broader sense, you know, people are pretty similar in most yeah, places. Yeah. We all have similar. You know, we live, we have families, we have fun. We eat yeah. And it's
2: like, I don't know. I mean, I can't, I don't know if for that part, I can't relate because like, America is so big, but like, I don't know if you guys, if you would go to Europe and like meet a random American, mm-hmm. if you would have like, Oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Kentucky. Oh, I'm from Nebraska. Oh, that's cool. Like, you know, have a drink and stuff. This is kind of what happens here. Is it's like, Oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from you know, Croatia. I'm from Serbia. And like, you've obviously heard of the, each other's towns and stuff. And then you just speak the same language in a foreign land and then you just get it off. And so I think that's one of the reasons, like you see, and I mean they, they mentioned the two, I mean Votko and Jokic, by the political accounts, like shouldn't be hanging out because Slovenia and Serbia were once, you know,
0: but you know, quote unquote, obviously enemy, but, like their best. Yeah, it,
2: and it's one of those, you know, it's very complicated, like not a black and white situation. It's very murky, and and again, it's a lot of like I always say when I got to America eight years ago is. Mm -hmm. My thing was basically like they're bad people everywhere and they're like idiots everywhere and they're smart people everywhere. That doesn't, it's not, uh, you know, it's not America has a certain type of people, like Serbia has a certain type of people, and it's that's how it is for everyone. Like you would find, you know, find assholes here, find assholes there. Like it's not that. This is
3: true. Yeah. Well, Voya, correct me if I'm wrong, but the way I look at it too is a lot of the American players our friends because they all grew up playing AAU together isn't Europe kind of the same way like if you're that yeah. good at basketball you're going to run into these guys all the time in the summer or whenever you know at age 12 13 14 15 just cuz you're good at basketball
2: yeah pretty i'm mean, pretty much like it's um i'm not sure I'll, yeah i mean because you, you have those under certain age tournaments like European championships world championships those summits and stuff it's not as mm-hmm. It's not as we don't have like hey, you don't have summer leagues. Uh, you go from like the best you know Serbia plays the regional pe- you know clubs and stuff. But it's still you kind of hear it's the sm- you know it's a small town thing. Like you you play well in Belgrade and you there's a you know you, there's someone in Slovenia they kind of permeate through the grapevine of the of basketball world. Like
3: like I mean, Jokic I- probably had a relationship with Doncic before Doncic was drafted in the NBA.
2: Uh, probably, well, yeah, probably, I think from just from being, I don't, I'm not actually for that one. I'm not sure. Cause they're different. They're like three or four years apart. And Doncio right. was in Spain for the longest time yeah. before, but I mean, but like you have, you know, Bielitsa, dragic like all those, you know, it's just, it, you're right. Like it kind of goes like same with like the tennis players and stuff. Um,
3: Yeah. The Europeans just stick together.
2: Yeah. yeah. And it's, well, it's such a small, like, contingent of, of athletes and you kind of just you're in the same sports so you kind of right. hear about each other there's that certain respect with them again with like the track tennis like when you come, oh yeah i get you because you know actually they're the only ones that can get each other like not even including their families like them you know they're they don't know what they're going through as athletes in their minds really like even even if you explain it it's not the same so you know dragage knows what Doncic is going through or like you know or uh Jokic and stuff, because they're on the same, that same level of, you know, they're in different countries and stuff. So I think that, that kind of, that's why it's a very weird, when you, you know, from the outside, you hear like, oh, they're from different countries and you heard about this war, but it's very gray (laughs) in that, in that
0: sense. Right. Um, Jerry, I'm kind of curious, have you ever been, um, outside of the country and had that kind of experience where you met another American and you're like, fine, even though you may not have been, whether they're from Denver or not, that you find some connection with them?
1: Um, I kind of not, not, not as much because most of the places out of the country I've been were pretty majority English speaking as well. I kind of mm. stuck to the spots where I could talk to people. That's and, and when you do that, you're, it's going to happen. A lot more but i can totally mm-hmm. understand the sense of just i'm in a place where i can kind of speak the language barely mm-hmm. speak the language and someone i can actually talk to approaches me and is from somewhere that that i've maybe driven through growing up or or heard about or have an uncle from there whatever it may be and you're just going to naturally gravitate to that a little more regardless of maybe how how close you feel like you would match with them as best friends or, or if you even would feel comfortable talking to them in a, in a normal context, mm-hmm. but just being in that kind of out, outsider role, you're just going to gravitate to that. No matter what I, I could totally understand and relate to that feeling.
0: Hmm. Uh, what about you, Peter? Do you ever, do you ever meet any like Denver people being in new Orleans and being like, Oh, some Oh, uh, when you put it that way, yes, I actually did
3: meet somebody like a few weeks ago, just randomly out and about. And he saw my shirt; I was wearing a DNVR shirt. <laughs> Shout <laughs> out! And uh, nice. he's like, "Are you from Denver?" I was like, "Well, I'm from Colorado," you know. And then yeah, we just kind of hit it off for a few minutes. So I think that's pretty normal, yeah, for cultures anywhere. You meet somebody that's like from a similar region or you know speaks a similar, similar language, like you got that one thing in common. You know, people get excited about you know talking to somebody that's like minded in, in some way.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Um, Voy, have you been. Once, an, are you the kind of fan who is. Um, once the Nuggets are out, you're like, okay, I'm going to go do other things? Or are you been keeping uh, close tabs on the uh, NBA playoffs? No, I love watch
2: all of it. Like, it's someone, you know, NBA fan. Well, not the not the administration fan, but like the actual league. I love the, play. the love the, the, the game. The watch, yeah. yeah during the the season too, I watched like other games, not just not just the Nuggets. Although it, it's it's definitely
0: calmer without the Nuggets in, like less stress. And you don't feel as your heart, your <laughs> yeah. heart does not beat out of your chest. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's...
1: You don't you don't have to sit there stressed out, not knowing what happened two hours after the game when it's not yeah, dead. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, I, I'm kind of I I do like I don't think I've. I've
2: wallowed more than, like, an hour. I'll be bummed out. Like, basically, right. by the time I go to bed, like, the next day, it's just – it's for me, it's sports. I love it, and I love the, the the feel of it while watching and the whole stress. But I don't have that, like, days of this discourse right. on Twitter and stuff. Like, I don't – it's just I, – I, you know, I have other stuff. to I also just – I don't think it's that healthy either. It's, to like, too hard. Like, this, you know, obviously, talking to guys, like, on podcasts and we discuss and stuff, it's just – but you know, being like that not passionate, it's a passion, it's good, but like the just that bent out of shape about stuff that happened in a game, even yeah. though I love it, it's like my first love. It's still it's still just like why you know, why why it's just a game again, like the guys are pros. They're not taking it as hard
0: as the fans. It's like might as well This be. is true. Uh and, and even like playing all the basketball that I've played, like and not necessarily at the NBA, level, but just, like, at the high school level, it's, like, sometimes you lose. And sometimes, yeah. you know, it's in a triple overtime game in the county playoffs. And you just got to, like, move on and yeah. come back tomorrow. And, you know, there's other stuff. And I think that's part of where we can take a step back and realize that, like, life is more than basketball and that, like, yeah. more out there than <laughs> the NBA as much as, what I'm upset. What? What? There's There's... There's not NBA stuff to talk about. No. Uh, but I don't uh, know if we can be friends anymore. <laughs> I'm getting kicked off my own podcast, but <laughs> that's fine. There there's there's other things to do. I'm really into like books. Uh I practice archery. Oh, there's man. there's stuff out there. Um it's a lot more zen than like I don't know if you guys have like gone to a shooting range or something like that. It's, you need like ear protection and it's this whole thing. It's, like archery, very chill, very much like <laughs> Um, of, of the deadly of the deadly hobbies, that's the most chill one, huh? <laughs> I think so. I mean, it's more <laughs> of like a martial art than because I've, I've done like taekwondo and like some things like that, where it's um, yes, it's there is like a violent aspect of it, but it's also kind of an art form in and of itself, where it's not necessarily um, it's not really like the point. Yeah, if that makes sense. No, I know. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> this has been a lot of fun. I don't know if you guys have any uh, topics you wanted to touch on before we wrap up, or maybe hot takes even. Say you guys want to talk about the rest of the playoffs? Well, I wanted to say one more thing about Jokic real quick.
3: I just wanted sure. to talk about his, uh, his evolution. Like, Even as a diehard Nuggets fan, I have to admit that every single year he's gotten better, he has mm-hmm. completely surprised me. When he was a rookie, I was watching this guy, and I was like, oh, cool, you know, he's doing a few good things. Maybe he can play in the league for a while. Mm-hmm. Then once he became a starter, I was like, oh, wow, this guy's going to be a, a good NBA starting center. And then he went up another level, and I was like, wow, this guy actually is going to be an all-star. And even then, I was like, I don't know if this is going to work in the playoffs, and then first playoff series just dominates the Spurs and then dominates the Blazers. <laughs> Hey, I was you like, know
0: who's never been kicked out of the first round? Nicole Jokic. You know who <laughs> has been kicked out of the first round? Luca. That's all I'm saying. I mean, no disrespect, oh, Jordan. It's just, <laughs> Jordan.
3: He's, he's surpassed my my wildest dreams, and I've I've stopped you know putting a ceiling on him because who knows yeah. what this
0: yeah. guy can do. There's no reason to. he's
3: he's just entering his prime now.
2: I, I agree. There, that that evolution is what the th- I would argue it's always been there to a point. It's just that that freedom. That stupid fishbowl analogy, so like fish, goldfish, yeah, a fishbowl grows like to the size of his bowl. Yeah, that that is like very apt for him because of just how. I think it's also just, for him is mentally too. Is that again? I go back to the sliding thing of of school of basketball. Like you, you, you don't take it upon yourself. Like you don't come in. As a rookie, and be like, I'm the best. I am going to show you guys. Like, you kind of mm-hmm. you have to feel like you earned it, especially with the type of personality that like that Jokic is. When he's, when you're that intelligent, that's more like you don't want to step, overstep your you know your the, overstep the bounds. So like you go in, he's very self aware. Yeah, and then it grows, it grows, and now he's like becoming. If Barton leaves, he's going to be the most tenured player, and now like he has the actual, you know, he he has stuff to back, you know, to back his attitude and his, he's earned the respect. Yeah. He's earned it. And like, so people are going to listen and, and now like he can behave as the leader and feel like he's belonging in that role. Not just being like, Hey, do it now because we give you like, he actually, that's the, I think that's the evolution. And he grown up, grown comfortable in that role mm-hmm. over the years of gradually becoming the best player. Cause I thought yeah, yeah. he's always been there skill wise. It's just
0: that, Mentally, like getting to the point where, like, yes, I'm the MVP now. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think to that point, a lot of stars or, you know, players who would project as stars will come in into the league and feel like, okay, I'm the best. You guys need to step your game up. Yeah. And it can kind of feel like um they're not necessarily taking personal responsibility where, they're not necessarily elevating the guys around them, but Jokic has done a great job in, in all those aspects where he's always willing to, you know. I mean, we can go back to the last game he played, um, where he put up 30, 20, and 10. Um, and afterwards, you know, talking to the team, he's like, Yeah, I I can do better. And yeah, it the crazy thing. And he is, can, which is scary. We yeah. <laughs> we think and it gives, yeah, me faith, and I think a lot of Nuggets fans faith that he can do better and that he will um going forward so that that's it is a great thing to have I feel I feel very lucky to be a fan yeah it was it was so
3: much fun to watch this season I mean because not just because we knew how good he was but like Mm -hmm. I almost feel like this season validated everything we knew because I mean now obviously I'm gonna go into a part where I am biased but I don't think he got nearly enough attention or credit for what he did to the Clippers in the playoffs last year. That yep. was that was so much framed as like, oh, a Clippers collapse. And yeah, Paul George and Kawhi played bad in game seven. But guess what? They got out to a 3-1 lead and they got like big leads in all of those games, five, six, and seven. Like they didn't do that off on accident. They did that because they were a really good team. Yeah. yeah, they did that because they are a really good team. And Jokic was still the best player in the series. They had no answer for him. And I I could not believe it. I'll be honest, guys. I thought we were going to get crushed in that series. And through four games, we were. So, yep. Jokic's just like, man, I got to step it up again. And he went to another level, a level that, you know, Paul George has certainly never been at and maybe Kawhi has, has gotten close to. But like we've talked about his career, he's always been in like really good situations where he doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be the leader. So, I think that's yeah. kind of that extra piece of like what level of superstar you are. Like a lot of guys get numbers, but… Well making the other yeah, go- rallying the team around you is that man, Yeah, we've seen step Jokic up. step up his evolution as a leader in addition to just his game.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the that's and that's where like the you know the the Jordan's the LeBron like you especially LeBron, like you elevate your people you know, as much as I don't like him in you know, other <laughs> respects, like <laughs> yeah, he's like the, the 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 butt of a lot of jokes on Nuggets Serbia, especially from Miss Because Miss was Ice Cave Guy's thing was he started rooting for the Nuggets because everyone was pushing LeBron uh, around, like, his, you know, friend groups. So, like, LeBron, LeBron, Cavs, Cavs. And like, screw you guys, I'm going to root for the Nuggets and Carmelo. And that's, like, 2003, and he started since then. And so, that, that, you, you know, know he, we joke about him all the time. The thing is, like, you know, you can – you have a certain style of, you know, the basketball that those teams play that he's on, and you can love it or hate it. I don't particularly love it, but the – yeah, you know, the, the realistically, you know, real situation is that he elevates his teammates and that's why he's considered one of the best ever along with his own greatness. Like, if he's just great as it is, you know, you don't have Tristan Thompson's series against the Warriors. Like, you don't have Della Vadova being in the main part. Like, J.R. Smith and, you know, well you know a lot of those guys like stepping
0: up as, as much as they are if LeBron's not on that team. And I think it's kind of what separates him from a guy like um, – I may get a lot of hate for this uh, Kobe in the sense that he puts a lot more faith, I think in his teammates than Kobe did. And that kind of, um, you know, it does, that is how you get like great play from Tristan Thompson and J.R. Smith and, you know, Iman Shumpert and guys like yeah. that. And and it's also different ways that like Kobe,
2: like the championship teams that he had, like you would, would have faith, but it's a different type of manifestation of that faith. Like he was, Mm-hmm. he was more like he was aware of what the qualities are i think and you know it's i i'm not a kobe expert whatsoever like you know where the you know start off as a kinks fan rooting against those lakers oh, as really? a you know, seven-year-old and stuff so so that you know i'm i do not you know follow him as, as i don't follow him as much it's just that i think he also knew how to be a leader but in like different ways and that's what what's underrated about Jokic and just to what you know what kind of NBA is missed on a lot of these things of how to market different styles. Like NFL does such yeah. a good job of doing different. You know, it wasn't just Brady for twenty years. Like you, you have different players being put on a pedestal of greatness. You know, from Rogers Manning, obviously, like all deserved. Yeah, but mm-hmm. from defensive players like you know with Ray Lewis, you know and Green, defensive
0: teams. Yeah, the Steelers yeah, like roll well, a yeah,
2: yeah,
0: for sure. I hate it. I hate the Steelers <laughs> as a as a Maryland native, but gotta respect. Makes sense. Well, yeah, that's the stuff. Is
2: like the the NBA field of like they they've like perpetuated those stereotypes. Like, what kind of su- what you supposed to be as a leader? Not like what what qualities you have, uh, and you're supposed to only lead this one way, but. We all saw. We, we're all seeing right now in these playoffs that it's complete bullshit. Like, you, know, you mm-hmm. have Trey Young leading one way, you have Chris Paul leading another. You know, Paul George. Like, you know, we as we, you know, as much as we like, also make fun of him. He's also leading a ragtag group of, of Clippers to to some, qu- you know, to quality of play. Like they were, they had, they yeah. were in
0: three of those, you know, those, those four games. And you know, that's more, definitely been off, interesting. Be honest, like, yeah. Like the, uh, the Clippers situations have been interesting to me because it, I do feel like, on some level, uh, Kawhi and Paul George are a little redundant. But at the same time, when you do have the situation where while Kawhi is out, Paul George can step in and be uh, maybe not 100% of what Kawhi is, but he seems to be doing a great job and showing his value in being, you know, 90 or 95% of whatever that might be. Uh, and, and in a broad sense, I actually feel like uh, similarly, I'm really happy with these playoffs in the sense that, not that you know, I don't. Ha- maybe it's I. It's fun hate to players. see new blood, right? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Um, I will. Whoever wins, like, I call this a win. Uh, that you know, ratings are still up, and you know, hopefully the league looks at that and can say, like, wow, maybe we can market other stars and other markets, and kind of talk about. Other players sometimes on national television. I'm, st-
1: I'm still waiting for 40 Pelicans games to hit the schedule next year.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, it could be worse. The Pelicans aren't uh, the Lakers. Yeah. They'll I get mean, 50. Wh-
1: no. <laughs> I mean, when
0: I when I look back on the season, I'm
3: a I'm a look fondly on this one. You know, of Jokic winning MVP, and uh,
2: mm-hmm.
3: you know. I don't care what what other people say about him. Like, we know how great he is. We, we get to enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not going to remember the getting swept out of the sec, uh, series in the second round by the Suns. I'm going to remember that this man won a playoff series against about. Jokic. He won a playoff <laughs> series against Yusuf Nurkic, Dame Lillard, and CJ McCollum. And his starting backcourt was Austin Rivers and Facundo Campazzo. Oh, to me, yeah. that goes like... On the championship belt of, like, reasons why this guy's a great player. Can, yeah, we
0: talk I about, can I talk about one thing before we go? Of course. I don't want Austin Rivers back. <laughs> like, I really don't. Um, You've always hated him. I don't hate him. I just don't think he's beneficial to a winning team. Um, uh, and maybe and this you is were just proven me. wrong. I was proven wrong, and then I was proven right. I'll see. I feel... Okay, so here's the thing. He's I not an like mover. he's mover. He's just a guard. He's solid in a bunch of different categories, right? He's an okay defender. He's an okay shooter. He's uh, an okay passer. He's not good enough at any one thing besides his first step. But even, like, his ball he can control, get hot sometimes.
3: We don't win game three in Portland
2: without I can Austin get hot Rivers.
0: sometimes. Well, so I the mean, thing is...
2: The thing is, what 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 you gotta like parse in your head of what you're looking at from a player is that you can't compare him to Jamal. That's one of the things. Like he's, yeah. he's gonna be paid as a as a tenth
0: player, probably. And I compare him more to like Shaq Harrison and Marcus Howard. Where you I know who does get two-
3: hot sometimes? Shaq Harrison.
0: Yeah, this is but, true. Yeah. But I look at both of those players, and I see. In Shaq Howard, a defensive specialist who is not just going to give okay defense, he's going to give elite defense. No matter that's just his baseline. Yeah, the thing as a is, player. like, I mean, it's just from personal.
2: I'd rather have like a general above average player from you know quality level of skill from mm-hmm. all the players, than because you know what's you know one defensive specialist. Yes, but then if he's so bad, like we saw with MPJ, like you know you have this one very elite skill but then you're bad at everything else adds up to like it's not going to work this this time around like as a for for that role that he has is that for next year like you know get it better and better or like if he was if you're all healthy like it would work really well before he knows is that you gotta like you know these role players you have to be like oh is he gonna give something positive as a net like you know mark Morris is not the best point guard but yeah. he's going to bring you certain things that you can count on. And I think Austin Rivers will bring – you know, I the thing is, you know, you kind of – Denver has to now – you know, some says what they want to do is like you have Howard at like a small contract. Peter Dozer kind of come off of injury, all that stuff. If Austin Rivers wants to stay and like they think is a good culture fit and which is like insane to me that he seems like he did. is. Yeah. Well, seems so, but... smart, he seems like he is. Like if he's, if he was just – I mean he was just if he was faking that to get ingratiated with the league and go back to like a bigger paycheck in a better city, good good on him if he can fake it that mm-hmm. long.
3: Yeah, I don't I think he's faking that. I think he's... I think plenty of players grow up while they're in the league, you know? Yeah. That's it's it. mm-hmm. it's common to see maturity. I mean I'll, experience... I'll I'll keep it I'll keep it short and sweet, Ray. I think if, sure. as long sure. as we keep, can keep find a way to keep Will Barton, keep him in the fold for next year. I'll be fine if we lose Austin Rivers. If Will Barton opts out and signs somewhere else, we kind of need Austin Rivers
0: back. Uh, I know, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not excited.
1: Just I'll, a I'll just, just a que- question based on players on the roster or potentially on the rostered Voya for uh, Nuggets Serbia and your kind of listeners and and that you interact with and see. Who would you say outside of Jokic and Jamal is their favorite player on the Nuggets and who would their least favorite player be?
2: Oh, least favorite. It's easy. least is, well, actually it's not easy now. Like MPJ. and bart I was going like, to say,
1: is it either MPJ or Bart? Deadlock.
2: <laughs> like, I mean, some, some love MPJ because like, you know, a lot of the, the actual like to play basketball, love MPJ. It's because they see a lot of potential. Like a lot of the old school guys are just like, he's just not showing intelligence. He can't improve in a lot of these ways. Just cut your losses, kind of deal. Barton, they don't like. I think it was that. I mean, it's the it's partially defense. It's, it's that style of a gunner that is really rubs, rubs like Serbians the wrong way, and, which is again both fits like MPJ and yeah. Barton like just kind of runs opposite that like r- that yeah, same. The philosophy of, yeah, philosophy of yeah, the philosophy. It's like Monte. They like people. I think like just from that, you know, because he's that steady and, and that type of player. Even
0: Jamal is like. I think Vlatko. Well, Vladko Vladko is, is great. Like, in vodka, the sense that, like, he plays the right seriously.
2: way, yeah, no, but unfortunately, I don't think anyone takes him seriously, which is That's like, fair. sucks. I and, love Latko, but but yeah, like Zeke, they really liked from this year. Um, mm. for that, that was one that was like mentioned, as like, oh, they should play more. Uh, it's one of those like there's always the Serbian trade of like you always find bad before you find the good. Mm. There's a lot of things, like even you know, with Jokic, like, obviously, he's so good that like it was hard to even like trash him, but other stuff like you can, you forget like some of the things that Barton did well because the, the stuff that he doesn't do well. And it's so glaring and this year was kind of tough at the beginning because he wasn't in shape, but then he was needed to be like a produ- very productive member of the, of the squad when, because Jamal was so out of it at the beginning. And so while well, Barton was trying to do over what he was capable at that point. And now when, you know, when they put that whole te- team together, the, after the trade deadline, now then for was, those eight games, yeah, for those eight games, yeah, man, that, our yeah. viewership spiked to that point. Insane.
0: We, yeah, we, it was, like, we did like we were
2: going all Yeah, it was like the All Star break. We did like we've talked to Hall of Fame basketball player, and then we had Steve Hess. and then like the big. It was like one game when like Jamal Jokic and MPJ played. Mm-hmm. Uh it might, it might have been the New Orleans one or what the one, you know, a few weeks or a week before when they were like all three scored over twenty. Uh I think Yoga had like thirty or something. It was like one of those like we we had the title of like the big three is coming. And then that just spiked over like views and then the trade happened and we just like exploded from viewership just because of like how good they were doing. Yeah. But then it was. kind of at the end. But yeah, the the freaking the you know, the injury is just kinda of down it was such a downer a few few weeks, like we're like Half the viewership stick stuck around, and then they <laughs> started winning again, and the Oaks was MVP, and then it all came back
0: again. Yeah, so it's it's a, it's a weird, weird weird cycle. Yeah. Are you uh, for or against Paul Millsap coming back?
2: Uh, I'm. Fly, like. I'm. Yeah. I'm for. Just for, but not like as a primary option. Can't I pay him, overpay him, and then expect him to be like, oh, he's gonna be the you know the starting four. Or, like not not now, but like, or even a backup. You know, 20 plus minutes like you want him to be like 10 minutes if he can come in, do his thing a little. And, and that's it. He really did. I mean, I was hoping the playoffs would be a little better, but he was kind of one game and that was it. Jermichael Green was was much better in that way. If if Paul's fine was retiring and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't want to, you know, he does. We're not if we're not kicking him out of the door and making this bad situation because he was he deserves to retire here. So if mm-hmm. you want to retire and then you stick around with J. Michael Green, I think that's a little bit of a same style player, just you know. So I'd I, be
0: for that. Peter, do you have like a, a take about it, or you're kind of similarly, maybe not indifferent, but yeah, I think
3: that's fair. I mean, I uh, I think that uh, one thing you have to remember when it comes to off season is the Nuggets don't have as much flexibility and freedom as like the big market teams. Right. So yeah. w- sometimes we're quick to criticize a decision when it's like, this isn't shopping at a grocery store. Where yeah. You just get whatever you want. You have relationships with the agents and with the players and like the players kind of decide whether they want to come or go. So, you know, yep. I would like to see Milsat back mostly because I think he's a good locker room guy and I think he's a smart player. And I think, you know, Malone is, like, comfortable now that if he's not playing well, he just yanks him, and he's yeah. not going to, like, cause a scene the way some players might. Mm, so exactly. if he comes back on a minimum contract, we welcome him back, and, you know, I don't think we'd even, like, boo him if he's playing bad. We just know, like, the deal. Like, sometimes he's not going to have it. That is what but, it is. You know, yep. if he if he goes, I'll be sad to see him go, but at the same time, I'll understand, like, if he, if he wants a bigger role somewhere else, you know, thank you for your time and wish you the
0: best. Yep. Jared, yay or nay?
1: uh pretty much the same as what's been said not i think i think that's a good point uh from peter that it seems like malone kind of came over that as the year progressed that if millsap doesn't have it tonight uh it's okay to to ease his minutes back and scale those down and and that's I, – I don't even think that's something that is a real – I'm not trying to criticize Malone for not doing that right away. I think that's something you kind of have to ease into and and kind of navigate slowly and, and feel mm-hmm. out how's Millsap going to react to this. How's the well, team going to react to this? Malone's and a I very loyal for, guy. Right, right. And I think it all came out in the end that if he came back next year, there would be that comfort from both sides, from the team, to not look at it and be like, oh, he's yanking Millsap. What's, what's going to happen to me? I think I think they all will know the deal next year if he does come back.
3: Well, actually, you know yeah. what I just thought about? One thing that could maybe they've talked about already is if he does want to come back, uh Harrison asked Malone the other day if he's going to rest Jokic more next year and he basically said, "Yes, we're going to look at the schedule ahead of time, maybe look at those and say Paul, hey, this is back to back, we're going to give Jokic this game off, we're going to can you give us like 25 right, 30 25. minutes this other game?" Mm-hmm. I think he'd be down for that.
1: Right? Well, I think that would work. The the one thing I did, the last thing I wanted to mention on it was that he's also like Barton in that he's one of the guys that's supremely in Jokic's corner. And I think having a couple, just a couple, a handful of those guys maybe that are actually respected in the league, not that the other guys aren't, but are held to a higher spot in the league mm-hmm. really does help him own that locker room the way he has the last two, two and a half years.
0: Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Yeah, I would be prepared for like... um You remember when Richard Jefferson was here? (laughs) Completely different personality. If he could start a a podcast, and you know, show us more magic tricks, I think that would be great. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's worth a roster spot for sure. Um, So this has been fun. Um, Everybody, check out Nugget Serbia. Obviously, they just hit over 1K. They're you know just just underneath 100,000. You know, though they're they're right about to be there so you know get in early uh and i'm sure they'll have both more uh serbian and english podcasts in the future yeah especially this off season we'll do
2: we'll do more we'll, we'll have guests and stuff to you know they couldn't go over the come over the season so we'll we'll have Ogi again and probably get some dmbr guys and you know, we're trying to get English more and more. Just the Olympics are now like a primary focus because we all love it. So,
0: of course, of course, good. no worries.
2: It never takes a little bit of a backseat because it's not, not, no, no news. And we're honestly just kind of bored and be like, who, who should we trade for? Who should we bring? Like, we'll just wait for the news and then we'll talk about. Yeah, is it going to be news. a
0: boy or a girl?
2: Who knows? Yeah, pretty much. That's <laughs> yeah, a big reveal.
0: Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, okay. And let's see, Four Corners, episode four. And we're out. Except we're not.
3: We're still here. Voya, one thing I forgot to ask you on the podcast. How early were you aware just of like who Nikola Jokic is? Oh like,
2: shit, I forgot that story. I was well, oh, I, was, uh,
0: the origin I was,
2: story. like senior. Yeah, I was a senior in uh, in high school. Like my friend. So when we did the, when he was voted the MVP, we did a full episode. And you can kind of cut this in if you wanted to. Uh, <laughs> since I'm in there. Uh, we did a full episode of like just MVP, like, you know, basically like Jokic pot, Jokic appreciation pot. And mm-hmm. I brought a friend of mine that like, you know, got draw atten- you know, draw attention to Jokic when we were younger because we played together for like 10 years and then he went to a little bit better club for like our junior and senior year. I think it was senior year that was like Jokic is younger uh, than me for a year. So he was in the, you know, the next year. So you played with Jokic? No, no, I did. So my friend did. We were like oh, your in- friend did. You know, my okay. friend did. And so he was. We were hanging out at my place,
1: gotcha, and it's gotcha. a whole
2: squad of guys that we played like for ten years, twelve years together. So all like that's okay. from you know buddies and family now. And so we're hanging out at my place, and he's like, "Hey, there's this dude, and and he's like killing it. It's insane. Like at first two games against like Partizan and like Hemiform. it was like fifty index of efficiency. I'm like, there's no fucking way. He's like, yeah, dude, like he had like thirty plus, like twenty rebounds." Like, mm-hmm. no one can do this in a 40-minute in a game in, in, like, junior league. Like, there's no way. And he's like, D- dude, trust me. Like, And I was, like, so adamant. I'm like, no way. And I go, <laughs> up, on, we go up on the website and, like, we, we look it up. And he's like, holy crap. Like, that's the stats he has? And so after that, that was that whole story of, like, the, his manager looking at a newspaper and seeing, like, the, you know, the same thing as we did. Like, oh, this guy's insane. Go look who he is and we're going to sign him. So, obviously, it didn't happen that fast. Like It was a half a season. Mm -hmm. And then he went into Mega. And basically, the only games he would lose is uh, some of the – well, my friend's team was one of those, like, hack-a-shack teams. I I played against one of the centers that ended up playing against Jokic. It was just basically the Lakers, you know, goon squad. Um, Just hit him until, you know, until he gives up. (laughs) And so he was telling us the story of how, like, they would just beat the crap
0: out of him for a full game. That's very prophetic. Yep, exactly. Translating to what's happening now. Yeah, and
2: he was was basically joking. He's like, oh, don't worry about him. He's used to it, like, since he was a kid. Like, he he was like, my friend's like, he's a guard. And, like, I've never had five fouls in my life. I had three on Jokic that day. Like, he would just slap him. And, you know, basically they got him out of the game in the fourth quarter by, like, poking his eye by accident. But they were still, like, trying to slap him. And, like, because you couldn't do anything. Like, he was basically saying the story of he goes in the game and he looks like this like blobby mass and then he starts playing it. like what the fuck is going on here? How is he doing all these things? And he was so good and then he told the story of like he was in the, the final tournament and so they're apparently there my friend's like hurt so he's on the bench watching. There's the free throw. So is in the middle of you know the jumper spot. There's two guys around him. On the other side there's his, his teammate and mm-hmm with an opposing teammate from Jokic. So, like, Jokic, yeah. guys. So the guy misses a free throw. Jokic grabs the ball. He's getting pulled by, like, you know, with one hand. He's getting pulled by, like, one guy on one hand. He's getting dragged on, you know, to the floor. And he's falling down, apparently. And the third guy's coming to, like, triple team him. And he's on the falling down. He throws the ball behind his back to the other guy on the other jumper spot on the free throw. And he was basically explaining like the whole like basically there was like a slow motion thing like where the hell did the ball go?
0: Like how did he? Yeah, get it? I'm visualizing got, this in my yeah, head. Yeah, the guy
2: the guy underneath the rim, because basically you are know, you, imagining like a offensive rebound on the right hash.
0: Yeah, and his and like guys, on a polo grab of rebound. Three rebounds guys
2: him. around him, and he goes behind the back, falling down to a guy that was on the other side of the hash, on the other side of the paint. That he, he got confused that he got the ball. And then he like laid it up, and that that was my that was my friend when he said like that was the moment he knew oh this guy's gonna be some different. Like for me, it was just I found out about him on like the you know it was like the guy was like hey he's got these stats and it's insane, so I knew the name for a long time like it was hmm. before I even got to the the ABA league and then draft and all that.